0: Welcome, apprentices and acolytes, to unlock the knowledge. I am Lord Dagavir and I'm giving you all the knowledge about the Star Wars galaxy, and today we're going to be talking about whether or not Din Djarin is the current ruler of Mandalore, and maybe Boba Fett might have some interest in ruling or taking the throne. Ready up. Ready up. My destiny. Yo fam, it's so good to see you, thanks for stopping by, coming in from the Dark Temple, visited by Mera Jade, Luke Skywalker, and Kyle Katarn, and so many other Force-sensitives like yourself. Fam, Book of Boba Fett, I feel like, is gonna be kind of like the Bad Batch right now, where everyone's talking about how, ah, you know, some of these episodes are not so good, some of these episodes are pretty good, but you know what, I totally understand where people are coming from about, you know, the memories and whether or not Boba Fett's character is inconsistent or not, you know, I, I get it, and I think it's all valid criticisms, at, at the end of the day, I still think that the show is pretty good, and I think a lot of people um, are kind of like undervaluing, maybe like, uh, well, like who Boba Fett was, how Boba Fett has kind of been ever since the original trilogy, and you really only had maybe about six, seven minutes of footage of Boba Fett, until of course the Clone Wars, and uh, you know comics and books and other parts of the expanded universe uh which is actually quite uh crazy if you think about it so many people think that they understand boba fett so many people think that they know to a core who boba fett is just out of these like seven minutes and you know that's totally understandable because the character is is pretty sacred you know and, he, and he's, he's and is in fact one of the most hyperbolic characters of all time like literally he's incredible the amount of hype that he is able to just uh create Right in his appearance, right there, you look at this character, and whoa, he's got, yo, he's got the look, he's got the cape, he's got the gun, he's got the ships, he even's got the girl inside Jabba's palace, you know, like, everybody, everything, everything about Boba Fett just kind of, I, I, you can say, like, defines what what a badass really is just by looking who he is, and yeah, I totally understand that, but at the same time, too, I think a lot of us might be, you know, uh, I think we're a little silly sometimes when we really think who a character is just from a couple minutes, and, I, and that's why I see, you know, I understand how this character is, has been expressed and ultimately defined in these episodes of The Book of Boba Fett. And we're gonna see more of that, of course, because now it seems like he's slowly becoming who we all thought he was. And I'm so glad that those episodes have finally gone out of the way and now we can see all thriller, no filler. I can't wait to see Boba Fett. Just like we saw him In The tragedy where you know that's of course the episode for the Mandalorian season 2 where the ship was destroyed the the Razor Crest was destroyed They took baby Yoda, but that was also of course the appearance of Boba Fett and man what a glorious appearance What it was he was just going in taking names. He was all out of names So we had to take more names. It was awesome And uh, and I can't wait to see him return to that that form You know the finesse the sheer badassery of that we see Boba Fett But here's the thing now. I actually went on Twitter today, and I was talking about Uh, Whether or not everyone thinks that Mandalorian, you know, the Mandalorian, Din Djarin, is the current ruler of Mandalore. And it's such a very precarious situation, (laughs) apprentices and Acolytes, because the thought of Boba Fett hiring Muscle, and then of course in the episode, last week's episode, we saw, or we heard more or less, the the noise of, you know, the Mandalorian thing, Din Djarin's theme, you know, the whole noise, and it's so, it's a noise you'll never, ever forget, and, um, I asked, you know, like, well, you know, is he actually gonna hire muscle, like, what is is one guy, one guy really is muscle, Din's really cool, but, I don't really would put him, I wouldn't put him over, like, uh, I wouldn't put him over Boba Fett, in, in terms of, like, skill. You know, and, and training and things like that. I, I, I mean, yeah, he's great. He's awesome. You know, he 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 has done stuff, and and I think uh, with that goes without saying, he's also very impressive. Um, uh, much more a creative of a fighter and brawler than I think than a lot of people give him credit for, including myself. Because at the end of the day, you know, he did. He did, uh, dispossess, uh, Moff Gideon, and is now the current, uh, legal, I guess you could say, rightful ruler of Mandalore, because of those rules, uh, but that's the question, you know, we saw that episode with Rescue at the finale of Season 2, Din Djarin does not seem very excited about ruling Mandalore, in fact, he's very reluctant and doesn't really want to do it at all, and we saw that scene, you know, of course, the fight between the man, when we saw him, the Dindajaran, the Mandalorian coming in with the Beskar spear and he took it to the one and only. Man, I, and I was so, oh man, it was so good. I love that fight so much. Uh, Moff Gideon, and, and it was so cool, but uh, you know, he he wasn't enough, he wasn't enough. And he was ultimately defeated uh, by Dindajaran and he took the saber from him. And of course, that gave us so many questions, so many concerns about whether or not Bo-Katan was going to be the ruler anymore, which is why she was so frantically asking, what happened? What happened? Why do you have the saber? And, of course, the propaganda began, oh, no, 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 you cannot just give it to her. There's a story. You're a pretender. She's a pretender. She has to fight you. It cannot be given. It must be won, and you know the story of the dark saber, right? (laughs) Because that's ultimately the story of the dark saber, and that's what I wanted to ask so many of you today, because I'm sure you're reading the thumbnail, and you're like, oh, God, this guy again with his questions and thumbnails. Yeah, but I have to do that so people can listen to the podcast. Anyway, so since I have you here, who is the current ruler of Mandalore? I mean, Mandalore is just kind of sitting there. In fact, we have never seen a live-action Mandalore ever, you know? And I'm talking about, like, the actual government, what we actually see. And there's so many people coming in right now to see this podcast. Uh, Excuse me, there's so many people coming in right now answering these questions that I have on Twitter. And, of course, the YouTube feed, which I'm going to be shouting everyone out that does do that. Because thank you so much. But fam, apprentices and acolytes, new and old, who's the current ruler of Mandalore? Is it Dindadarn? Did he somehow was he somehow convinced to sit upon the throne and rule? That doesn't really seem like Din. Din, uh, uh, man. I mean, yeah, sure. He doesn't have the Razor Crest. He's in a very like awkward spot right now. He's probably super depressed because his son, his little green son, is out there in in the Jedi boarding school with Luke Skywalker, learning how to float rocks and stuff. You know. So yeah, I mean, I think that there might be something new for him on the horizon. But I don't think it's actually ruling all of Mandalore. That seems like a much, you know, greater, man, task for him than what he was previously trusted with. And that was, of course, fighting Grogu's Baby Yoda species and returning it to his kind, which he ultimately did. He fulfilled that, he succeeded. Is that Does that mean that he's ready for something else? I don't think so, and I am not convinced that ultimately when we see him in Season 3 of The Mandalorian, we are going to see him sitting upon a throne, but at the end of the day, we do not know what's going to happen in this next week of episode. It could be Mandalorians, it doesn't necessarily mean Mandalorian Din Djarin, you know, I mean, it's so weird too, because what does Bo-Katan think? Is she just going to bend over and say, yeah, absolutely, you know, bend, bend the knee and, you know, that that's going to be okay? No, I, she does not seem like someone that's going to do that. She already had to witness Darth Maul do it. And while Din Djarin obviously is, like, the least of her worries as, like, an enemy and where the government's going to go, at least right now, yeah, you know, it's, it's not, like, the most terrible thing. But we've seen so many ways throughout Mandalore and how it's been changed. And, of course, you know, we had... We had, of course, the Mandalore and, 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 Death Watch, and how all that happened with Darth Mole, and Darth Mole to claiming the throne, and he wasn't supposed to, but he actually was, because of the combat, and then, of course, uh, Sabine Wren ends up taking it back, with the help of Ezra Brizzer, and then Sabine Wren gives it to Bo-Katan, you know, so we've seen it kind of shuffle, and, and, and have things, and, of course, Mandalore has, has always been in this weird spot with government, and, Uh, How things have been shifting Uh, they're such a huge focal point of the story and ultimately the power and the shift of the galaxy Are we going to see a more focused storyline in Mandalorian season 3? I hope so. So uh, Soda fam who the legend himself of course um, Answers I think he almost has to be I don't think anyone would take it without combat though I still wish Bo took it and I totally understand that I think Bo is more of the rightful ruler than anybody else, even though Din, of course, did dethrone. I mean, did he really dethrone Moff Gideon? I mean, is it, was, was that's a thing too? is like Moff Gideon had the dark saber, but did that mean that he was actually the ruler? Uh, I have so many questions, and of course, it's just going to lead to so many unanswered. Uh, and it's so awkward in that position. We still don't know. We have no idea what's going to happen. So, Golden Striker also says, I don't think it's its true nature, I think he's being nomadic and not being tied down, you can't really do that as a ruler, exactly, I totally feel you Golden Striker, thank you so much for listening to the podcast and being here, and I I have to agree with you 100%, I'm not sure if Din Dijaran is that character, I'm not sure if we're actually going to see him go upon the throne, get some new stuff going in, maybe a new Rezacrest or something else, man, that would be so sick to see, Aaron of course, on youtube says i was thinking about the same thing for a while and in my opinion i'm not certain that enough time has passed for the time to rule he doesn't seem like the kind of person who would immediately jump at chance especially since the last time we saw him he was just starting to see things differently than the way the one way he was taught i feel like he has a lot to learn about mandalore and mandalore has some growth too after all they've been through and that is so true aaron thank you so much we're coming on the podcast and giving us your answer apprentices with all the knowledge because i i have to feel that too the mandalore itself is such an exciting storyline it's it's such an incredible part of star wars that hasn't been in the movies of course until now with live action and before that was star wars rebels we were very closely given kind of like the sight and and bear witness to what was happening to not only mandalore but the mandalorians in that entire empire and then of course clone wars gave us with clone wars season uh, seven and oh just everything else with ahsoka and you know oh man oh obi-wan kenobi and sateen and then that entire thing and of course uh darth maul taking it over and death watch uh, so we've seen just how much of mandalore is in this entire story and of course how crazy how sporadic everything changes in the mandalore and and everything i feel like it's it's kind of sad to see, because it hasn't really given, um, it hasn't really been deserved, I guess you can say, what, it hasn't been given what it has been deserved. And what it deserved is ultimately a ruler and recovery, because that poor planet, I feel like, has been suffering for so long, and there's so much expanded universe lore in that, too. So Isaiah Towers says, I want him and bo on good terms. Both gold armor concept Mando is really worth it all. Yeah. I, I really am very curious to see how exactly this character is going to evolve, and then I'm talking about his Din Djarin, and his relationship with all these other Mandalorians, and there's so many out there, you know, of course, the Enclave had to move, and Vizla, you know, the big heavy gunner guy that we saw in I think, the second or third episode of season one of the Mandalorian, uh, man, and the Armorer, you know, why can't, Mandalore just become what it was born to be, always supposed to be, you know, and I, and I love that entire deal with the expanded universe back in the day about, you know, the whole fight and, you know, the, the Mandalorian War, of course, which we'll just talked so much about in Knights of the Old Republic 2, and then you get to see and witness that in Knights of the Old Republic, and it's incredible, um, and I want to see more of, like, Mandalore becoming back into its form and its prime to see again with all these Mandalorians, uh, and I'm very curious to see If someone like Din ends up taking that place, how is it going to turn out, right? Tofu Samurai on Twitter says, if he did take the role, he'd do it reluctantly. He's never been one for power, but he respects and values the culture he's raised on. It would be really cool though, a founding turned ruler. Only other person I could think of would be Sabine, which would be amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I totally agree with the part about Uh, Mandalorian and not wanting to be a part of it you know he did reluctantly take the Darksaber I mean he even during you know uh, that entire shit talking segment (laughs) And I have to say it because boy your boy can talk some ish And I'm talking about Moff Gideon of course at the end of season two and he's literally sitting there like oh no 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 no, It's the story everyone's gonna know she's a pretender you have to do it. you have to do it right You know and I love the and and Dinnish is like he just not care He's not here for it. He literally does not care about your life And he's just like dude yeah whatever so what i submit here you go enjoy here's the dark saber i'm I'm leaving bye and and i love that part so much it's it's so beautiful because it's it really is about what din is and who din is as a person and he changed so much through season two you know season one everyone's sitting here and they're like this is the way this is the way this is the way you know yeah but there really was never an actual way before you know he comes to terms and understands like yeah, he's actually a part of this crazy, religious, zealot uh, branch of Mandalorian that became their own thing. And it, and that's what's so beautiful is the always second-guessing itself is the growth. Um, and when you see Mandalorian in the first season, man, shrouded in mystery. Very similar to the appearance of Boba Fett in The Empire Strikes Back. But now, of course, you see there is way more, uh, so much more layers to this character completely fleshed out. As we do see uh, in The Book of Boba Fett. It's not just a guy who's a mercenary, he, dude, he's very, very human. And I think one of the most important episodes actually, is when he's on, uh, Sargon, of course, with, the uh, Clotunians, uh, the, uh, Clot- oh, man, I always heard, of the big dog species that, you know, that come out, uh, that we see right now. in uh, the Book of Boba Fett, and, oh, I think they were first appeared in, in the, in Return of the Jedi. And, you know, he, you see him, and, and, the pirates are attacking, and that's what the episode with Cara doing as well. Uh, but the one lady there, the, 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 the widow who's there with her child, you know, and he, like, almost very closely settles down. And he, and he, it's, it's sad, too, because he wants to say, but he, you know, he's very reluctant in that situation. He's not sure, but he, you know, this is his, this is his creed. This is his way of life. You know, this is the way. Um, and, and that's why I feel like that episode was also so important, because you can see someone who does yearn for something else, but may not want to do it because he's distracted by some other type of um, over-outreaching goal which of course was his way and, and it's so different now but, you know I I wonder how Din would do that if he was faced with that situation again back on Sargon with that girl sitting there with the guy. you know hey you wanna settle down you know <laughs> let's go <laughs> so I'm very curious to see because Din does he does make up his mind at first but he changes his mind and so maybe the Dindajaran that we saw at the end of season two in the rescue, maybe he may be realizing he may have to do, it's not because obviously he wants to, but because he may be the only person that realizes you guys need some help. Now, Strikes on Twitter says, heck yeah, yeah dude, totally, absolutely. Uh, <clears throat> Jamie Laney's uh, Backpack, shout out to you, Lee, says, um, is it too much of a stretch to speculate <clears throat> that the crime family doesn't fit Boba, and instead tries to rule Mandalore, don't really believe it, fun to speculate though. So it's so, and that's the reason why I put this in the thumbnail too, about Boba Fett, and Din Djarin, about who's gonna be ruling, whether or not Din, uh, you know, basically, it, there's a quote out there that says, the person that is reluctant to rule is usually the best ruler, and, uh, I think that's from Game of Thrones or something like that, it's, I know it's some, somewhere out there, and I'm so curious too, because in Legends, Eventually, Boba Fett became the ruler of Mandalore, and that's one of the most crazy things now because the tides are turned here. I feel like the characters, a lot of people, I feel like have been really enjoying the character of Din Djarin, and I think that um, I, at least I think a lot of us can understand that the Mandalorian, the show itself, is something that a lot more people are excited about than, say, the book of Boba Fett. I think the Mandalorian is probably the one show, aside the Kenobi show, um, that everyone is always waiting for. You know, yeah, Kenobi, we're all waiting for because of the hype, and we're thinking about can it deliver, or whether or not it's going to deliver, but the Mandalorian has delivered, not just once, but twice, in both of its seasons. So, when you, yeah, I mean, like, I totally feel like that the Mandalorian and Din Djarin just have so much momentum, and he's probably becoming one of the fastest-growing characters of all time. So... When you think about, like, characters and, like, their person and who they are, of course, like Boba Fett, like Din Djarin, and Boba Fett right now is taking over the crime lord, you know, he has that throne, which is so funny, because there are two thrones in this, and that's the throne of Mandalore and the throne of the crime syndicate, the underground, right? But this on Tatooine is different, he is a crime lord, you know, that's why he is Lord Fett now, but he's still not as large as, say, the entire crime syndicate, but I do think, Right now, in this time, it makes way more of sense for Boba Fett to sit upon his Lord Fett throne, and that is the crime syndicate. I think he is way more fitting of that. He's a bounty hunter, and I love the Legends Boba Fett because of who he becomes, who he is. You know, the the helping of Jaina Solo in the in the Legends arc, of course, uh, with Cadis. And Everything else about you know him becoming you know the ruler of Mandalore and eventually also kind of helping and assisting Han Solo Uh, There's so many great things about that in the Legends expanded universe and you absolutely Should go out and learn and get the experience for yourself because there's so much out there that no one's gonna be able to teach you And even when they do tell you it's kind of uh, a watered-down Experience to what actually happens in the books and novels and comics and you should get that experience for yourself ultimately I think Boba Fett deserves to stay on this throne and I think he should become the new crime lord of the syndicate I think he should become, yeah, the lord of the syndicate, the crime lord of the syndicate just like Darth Maul once was, where he rose up and became a rival of Darth Sidious and I would love to see that and I think Boba Fett is in that right tooling he understands now, he gets it, he was once the worker, now everyone's going to work for him and I love that, I love the idea of that, you know, you once worked for this company Now you own it and I think a lot of us can kind of understand that come from a sympathetic way empathetic way to understand and really see What's happening here with the characterization of Boba Fett and I would love it I just don't see him as of right now becoming the ruler of Mandalore because It just doesn't make sense Uh, Not only from like a story written perspective of what the book of Boba Fett is doing and what the Mandalorian has been doing But also Boba Fett himself You know, when we see him in that last episode of The Rescue, you know, uh, Bo-Katan says, you know, well, you know, you're not a Mandalorian, and then he even says, I never said I was, you know? So, I really think that Boba Boba Fett has really come to understand who he was, and I think during a lot of that time when he was an actual bounty hunter that we've seen in the comics, that we've seen in the books, both Legends and Uh, excuse me, the now-current Disney canon uh, expanded universe? It maybe he wasn't really living. Yeah, and-and you see that in this newest episode, and I think it's so incredible! That, yeah, man, he's tired of that life, dude. He's tired of doing it solo, he's tired of, like, working for people that are just so stupid and maybe even less skillful than him like Bib Fortuna and Jabba the Hutt and all these people that are wasting his time. He's tired of it and he wants to just sit on their throne, because maybe he's that, that, that tired of it that he needs their throne, you know? <laughs> no, I was just trying to be funny. But I do think that this is a great story for Boba, and I'm actually loving it more and more, and I just want to see how powerful he's going to get as the story continues, because the post-era of Return of the Jedi, which is now, I think, being referred to as the Mandalorian era, uh, which is before The Force Awakens, dude, I love it, there's just so much time, you got like almost like 20-30 years to do whatever you want, and Boba Fett, Din Djarin, Ahsoka, Bo-Katan, all these characters can go on for so long, and yeah, why not build a kind of sort of pre-Empire before all the stuff happens in the sequel trilogy, and of course, it's going to tie in, you know it's going to tie in, so, uh, don't try to escape it, because that's the, that's delaying the inevitable, it really is so i think i'm gonna refresh a couple more times and i think that's ultimately all i have of everyone else replying but i'm just gonna make sure because i think two more just popped up on youtube and i see eddie bear says technically he is by having the darksaber i think he will seek out the armor for guidance and advice eventually he will be the ruler of mandalore i believe him and Grogu will be reunited Grogu will become a jedi mandalorian and inherit the darksaber and ruler of mandalore I don't think, okay, so that, sorry, that was Eddie Bear, and this is X's 2. I don't think it'll be shown in the Book of Boba. They'll probably just hint at it with him and Bo-Katan. And so the reason why I'm asking this question, um, X, oh, the X2, and thank you so much, Eddie Bear, for your uh, comments. Um, thank you, I appreciate you coming out and helping out the podcast, but I just wanna say this too. Man, Brogu, and where his storyline is going, that's so like I've, I've a lot of things I've been uncertain about in Star Wars, you know. Uh, but I can have an idea when I really thinking about it. But I feel like Grogu is such a enigmatic, dynamic part of the story, uh, it, it, and that's what he is. Yeah, so he is he is very dynamic. You know, he reminds me of like the video game uh, Skyrim and the dragons, and they refer to them as dynamic creatures that they can do anything that they wanted, you know. Um, and I remember very vividly about there is a giant in the game and he was walking and then all of a sudden a dragon came and lifted him up and just dropped him you know thousands of feet in the air and it was insane to watch that and witness that and it was just kind of you understanding like how big the game was what was like this was a, this was a, a generational video game that pretty much defined everything and i feel like grogu is also that if since he appeared on screen and you saw his little green ears and you realized what he was and now, of course, you see him reuniting with Luke Skywalker. The Grogu that we're going to see whenever he returns is going to be very different, I think. Maybe he'll be able to talk. Maybe he'll have accelerated growth. And I, I don't even know when it's going to happen. I would have loved to see him in the Rise of Skywalker in some form. <sighs> but I also would have, like, I, I just, I don't know if, like, seeing him so soon is also going to satisfy Star Wars fans. Because I kind of don't want to see him so soon, I want to see him later, you know, maybe in like, the Ahsoka series, or whatever comes after this, you know? Uh, it's such a... crazy thing to see such a character, uh, so quickly after we are under the impression that we're not gonna see him again. And I think that is a cheap, uh, it's a cheap tactic. And I say this because if you introduce Grogu very, very, very early, like Mandalorian Season 3, um, I, th- and I think that even, even if it's the final episode, I think that's still too early. I think that you should probably wait a few couple of years to see him. You know, maybe even establish, like, even, like, a long time. Maybe, like, ten years or something like that. At, like, after the episode of, uh, sort of, the rescue. I think that's, I think that that would be enough. But right now, I think that's too early. I've, and I think Grogu needs to have enough time for people to... You know miss him miss him a lot i know that there's a lot of people that already miss him but at the same time too because it's what it's already over a year since the mandalorian season two had aired so yeah i mean that's that's good you know let people year, yearn for him again because i don't want him to how can i say i don't want him to lose value you know every time i see grogu you know you wow it's grogu and, and there's so many merchandise that really un- makes you understand like how important the character is um, and whether or not he will rule Mandalore one day, or he's going to be a Mandalorian Jedi, I, I don't really know if that's going to happen. That seems, like, really wacky and crazy. Um, because who knows what the training is going to be for Luke Skywalker? And who even knows if it's going to be the same Jedi Order, or if it's not? I, I feel like that's also something people got to understand, too, that that storyline is finitely connected to the sequel trilogy. And, of course, the comics of the, Kylo, the Rise of Kylo Ren comics... Um, which may or may not get retconned one day, but at least for that story of, of Grogu and Luke Skywalker, uh, we don't know where it's gonna go, and we don't know when we're going to see that again. Uh, we may not even see Grogu with Luke Skywalker the next time we see him. So, I think at the same time, give it some respect, you know, uh, let it take a breather, and I think, uh, you know, uh, later, rather than sooner, is probably the best time that we're gonna see Grogu oh man but thinking about Mandalore and thinking about Din Djarin because this next episode is going to be huge for the Book of Boba Fett and that's ultimately where I'm kind of scratching my head who is he getting is it really man is it really Din like and even then it's like is Din enough is is one person of Din enough now I can say like okay well you know Fennec Shan is is obviously in my opinion the most incredible component of the Book of Boba Fett, like she, like her character is so, like it's on fire, like it is very hot right now, and I'm not talking about, it in terms of like attractiveness, I'm, t- I'm talking about like this character, uh, in my opinion, can do nothing wrong, like it's just in the zone, and everything that this character does and says, I think is just so good. Now, uh, when it comes to the dialogue and what she said at the end of episode four of the Book of Boba Fett, you know, she's like, well, you know, if you got credits, you know, we can get muscle, and when I, when I think about muscle I I don't think that Din is like that muscle, you know. But he does have the dark saber. Uh, maybe and he maybe he's maybe he still has his beskar spear. Maybe he has a new ambient rifle, the thing that used to, you know, vaporize everybody. I miss that thing. Maybe he's got a new razor crest. Uh who like who knows? What exactly we're going to see here. Um maybe we're going to see more Mandalorians and and that's the thing that I'm so like it's something struggling so hard to wrap my head my head around of is like oh who is like is that it is, is it just gonna be din you know is there gonna be more people like and that's the thing too is like that most recent episode right we saw black Chrysanthemum rip the arm off of transdotion and I felt like that was the biggest Comp- like that was literally the biggest step in the right direction to introduce boss because if the Transdosians get really upset Why not hire a Transdosian to pay back vengeance and get this Wookiee out of the picture, you know, and of course uh, What if, what if Bosk ends up, yeah, what if Bosk ends up showing up too, and then they capture boss you know Because I don't think Boss is gonna be able to fight Black Chrysanthemum and Boba Fett and Fanic Shan, you know, I I think Black Chrysanthem versus Bosk is already pretty much on equal footing. Uh, <laughs> I I don't I don't see him really having any type of advantage if if he tries to fight all three of them, and that's probably going to happen. And then of course including the Rancor, and if Din is there as well, no 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 no, that's not going to happen. And then you have all these other bounty hunters like Dengar and Cad Bane, and whether or not those two are in works in cahoots with the Pikes and the Crime Syndicate. I, there's just so many different angles and that's why I'm always thinking about this is whether or not the muscle if this is going to have Yeah, the muscle right the muscle I don't know who else you're gonna bring in because there There's a lot of people out there that I don't think are connected to Din Djarin, and they have to figure out a way to connect them Now you may see Sabine Ren you may see Casca Reeves again, and you may see Bo-Katan again uh, But everybody else I'm not sure I'm, I'm really unsure um, But who knows? We'll only have to wait and see until, you know, next week's episode comes out and it'll be a fine one because I really do think business is about to pick up, baby. Because <laughs> it really is. Honestly, it really is. So fam, um, I'm going to talk a little bit about The High Republic just like for a couple minutes and I'm uh, almost finished with, <laughs> I'm almost finished uh, with the newest book, which I think is The Falling Star. And I got to say, um, I like it. I-, I do enjoy it. I'm enjoying it right now. I'm going to make my review soon. Um, but I'm going to say this, and this is spoilers, so if you don't want to listen to, I'm giving you spoiler warning, spoiler warning right now for the newest High Republic book. Um, I'm kind of shook about how they deal with certain characters, and there's characters that they build up really, 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 really well, and then they just discard them. You know, they're gone, they die, and... I'm not sure if I like that. And in, in fact, I think at times that when people don't know what they want to do with the character, they kill them off. because it's easier to put a character that you don't know what to do at the end and put them in this crazy situation where they die. Uh, I think that's a lot easier to to write them out correctly. And there's a lot of characters in this book that have died. There was a, a couple of characters in the last book that died. Um, and I, and I think that was the big advantage with the High Republic was that there were so many characters, there was so much expression. Mind you, I'm not even done with the book yet, and I think there's already three or four characters that are dead. And, uh, two of the characters, I'm kind of shook that they've already disposed of them, uh, so much, because one of them I, I mean, one of them is a fan favorite, the other one I think is important to their view of the force in general. Uh, and it's it's so weird. I, I'm not really sure if that's really the way that they wanted to do it. I, I don't think, uh... I would want to see more from these characters. I, I think... It... I, like, I really think they're doing themselves a disservice of killing these characters right now. Uh, yes, the High Republic has so many characters. And, uh, I also think that the the storytelling may suffer from certain characters not getting enough time in the books. And only the comics. You know? Um, this this one uh, still I still do not see a lot of avar Chris she's mentioned in a couple chapters she has a few dialogue but that's it well, like Creve Ch- uh trennis is is a huge part of the high Republic in fact I think she's one of the more important characters in the, in all of the high Republic and I don't think she's really been mentioned in any of the books except for the light of Jedi so yeah, very, uh, very weird, uh, but you know what, it's, it's still good, I'm still very much enjoying it. Just a couple things that are giving me a little worry about The High Republic so far, uh, at, at the very least, like, my personal opinion on how the story's going, um, but so far, still good. If you haven't read it, you're probably missing some of the best Star Wars, because it is, it's really good. Even the comics are, are very solid, so go check it out, at the very least, Okay. Anyway, fams, thank you so much for coming in from the Dark Temple, visited by Mara Jade, Luke Skywalker, and Kyle Katan, and so many other Force Sensitives like yourself. I am Lord Dagavir. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Make sure you subscribe to YouTube and follow me on Twitter, fam, because things are about to get crazy with more Star Wars. We are so close to 10k subs. We are getting closer. Every single subscriber gets us there one day closer. I'll see you around. Deuces.